All right. Well, Happy New Year, everyone. Gregorian New Year. Happy third month since the biblical New Year. Whatever we want to call it. Anybody make any New Year's resolutions? Yes. Excellent, Peter. The The new year is the time that exemplifies what Yeshua said, don't make any vows. Because people say, I promise I'm going to eat healthy, I'm going to exercise, and then it lasts a few months. And that's why Yeshua said, don't just promise anything. Don't say, I'm going to make a vow and do this. If you're going to do it, just do it. If you're not going to do it, don't do it. Let your yes be yes. Let your no be no. And you don't need to make promises. I'm going to make a vow to do this or that. He said that actually comes from evil. So this is actually the time that exemplifies why Yeshua said don't make any vows. Not that there's anything wrong with eating right and exercising and doing all that good stuff. But the Bible actually speaks so much about health. I mean, you think that the Bible, which is a spiritual book and speaks of spiritual things, and he cares for our spiritual well-being, that it wouldn't speak so much about our physical health, but it speaks so much about our physical health. It says when when we came out of Egypt, the diseases of Egypt won't come upon us. It says in John 3, 3 John, it says a blessing May you prosper and be in health. So our physical bodies, even though it's a spiritual book, there's something about our physical bodies that God wants to bless. If God did not care about our physical bodies, Yeshua would not have healed so many people. And God would not be our healer. If God didn't care about our physical bodies so much, he wouldn't resurrect it at the end of days, which he does. So God does care about our well-being, our physical well-being, our health. So we don't need vows. We don't need vows. God cares about our health. He cares about our health. He wants us to be healthy. We, as as entities, as living beings, we are body, soul, and spirit. It says in one place in the writings of Paul, the apostle, it says, may your body, your soul, your spirit be preserved, blameless, until the coming of the Lord, Yeshua the Messiah. So, It's still within the realm of a spiritual message to talk about health, the health of our bodies, because the Bible speaks about it so much, and so much does God want us to be healthy. So I'm no way am an expert on eating right and exercise, and I'm not going to give a message on you have to eat a certain way or exercise a certain way. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a nutritionist. But there's one area of health that I do feel strongly about that's in the Bible, that's in the Torah, that is 
health to our bodies, health to our souls and our spirits. And is an area, it is the area of Shabbat. It's the area of the Sabbath, the realm of the Sabbath. Now, the interesting thing about the Sabbath is that we lose sight of what it really is because we argue about what day it's supposed to be. So let's put an end to that. The Sabbath is Saturday, period. You can worship, gather on any day of the week. But the Shabbat is the seventh day of the week, which is Saturday. In fact, the word Shabbat has the word seven, Sheva, in it. The word seven is in the word Shabbat, so it doesn't make any sense that Shabbat would really be the first day of the week because in the word Shabbat is the Hebrew word for seven, the seventh day. So it's not even an argument that the Shabbat is the seventh day of the week, but if we leave it at that and we just leave it like, okay, this is the day we come to Mishkan David or this is the day that we gather to worship, we miss out on what Shabbat really is, which is a day of rest. So the Christian mentality around Sabbath is it's a day to go to church, and that will flow into Messianic Judaism, that it's a day to come together. Today we gather and we pray and praise. But that really can happen every day. We pray every day, we worship every day. So Shabbat is not just about gathering, it is about gathering, but at its root, Shabbat is about coming out of the world and experiencing rest from it. And God, for our bodies, feels that we need it. Because we read in this Torah portion, Shemot, in Exodus, that the system of the world, the system of Egypt, will work our tails off seven days a week and not give us any rest. So God rescues us from that system and commands us to rest. I mean, it's a crazy thing. There's actually no parallel in this in the ancient world of religions and cultures that has a commanded day of rest, so much so that the ancient Greeks thought the Jews were just lazy. Because a day of rest, a day of leisure, was actually meant only for the elite, for the rich, for the ruling class. So this whole concept of having a commanded day to just come out of the world and take a breather is absolutely unique. And it's our heritage that we come into, whether we're born an Israelite or where we're from the nations and we are grafted in, it is part of our heritage to celebrate Shabbat, not just to come here during the week on Saturday, but to experience a time of rest because God thinks a body needs rest. If God rested on the seventh day, it's good enough for me. If it was good enough for him, it's good enough for me. Because again, the system of the world will want to keep us engaged at a heightened sense all day, all night, seven days a week. That's what Egypt does. 
God wants us to experience rest, to come out of work and rest and rejuvenate. I mean, this is why he gave us sleep. I mean, sleep is such a complex thing, but we need sleep. Our bodies need it. Are we getting enough sleep? No? Or are we one of those, you know, okay, all I need is two hours and I'm good. Or I'm one of those people that, no, no, sleep is a waste of my productivity time. Sleep is something that that, that God designed us to have. Why? Because he needs us to rest. He wants us to rest. We go about our days and we're busy and we're active, but he commands us to come out of it and rest. Take a nap. In Yeshua's name, take a nap. It's a divine thing to come out of the world and to rest. Our bodies need it. It's a gift from Adonai. Now, we could be crazy about this thing. Rabbi Peter always shared how he grew up Seventh-day Adventist, and the Sabbath was almost like a curse because he just wasn't allowed to do anything fun. And it was like, no, you're not allowed to play with your friends. You have to sit there still, sit there, be quiet. I mean, that's the environment he grew up in, but it's not supposed to be that. But it is a commandment to come out of what you're doing, your normal day, take a breather and rest. It is good for our bodies. And by the way, this is not a judgment on anybody who needs to work on Shabbat at this time. You're not guilty. We all understand that. Sometimes we have to do it. We're doing the best we can. It is what it is. Not guilty. But God calls us to come out so we're not always in this place of heightened engagement all the time. It's a gift, and it's for our bodies. It's also for our souls. It's a gift for our bodies, soul, and spirit. So what is our soul, number one? Because that could be a confusing question. I mean, we understand our physical bodies, but what is our soul? The best way for me to describe it, it's like our life force. It, It makes us who we are as individuals. It's related to our emotions, but it's not exactly our emotions, but it feeds into our emotions. I mean, in Scripture, our souls can be rejoicing. My soul rejoices in the Lord, but in other places, my soul is downcast. So it's related to how you feel your emotions. And again, the world wants to keep our souls in a place of stress all the time. And it's going to get worse and worse and worse. And with the advent of constant connectivity with the the internet and Facebook, and believe me, I love Facebook. I mean, I'm looking through the same news feed 20 million times a day. I admit it. It's what we do sometimes, but it can have adverse effect on our soul because the world, Egypt is a dangerous place. It wants to keep us in a heightened state of anger, division, fear, rage. And sometimes in lives, we have to go there. I mean, life isn't always easy. Sometimes life is rough. But the Bible says, be anxious for nothing. It doesn't say be anxious for nothing except for who's going to be elected next. It doesn't say be anxious for nothing except for when ISIS is going to attack America. It says, be anxious for nothing. 
Now, we're all humans. We all get anxious. It's life. It happens. But Shabbat tells us to come out of it. Put the thing down. Put down the ducky for one day a week. Put it down for a few hours, whatever you got to do. Put down the ducky, yes. Put it down. Why? Our souls need Shabbat. And the world will keep our souls in a heightened state of rage, of anxiety, of worry. Put it down. Lay it down. Our bodies, our souls need it. It was designed for us. It was designed by God for us so we can come out of it. Okay, when Susie and I were suffering for the Lord on our cruise to the Bahamas, the keynote speaker, his name was is Richard Swenson, Dr. Richard Swenson. This was uh, a gift to Messianic rabbis by Jonathan Burnus and the Jewish Voice Ministries, again, to bless Messianic rabbis by putting us on a cruise to the Bahamas. We were suffering. So Richard, Dr. Richard, was the keynote speaker, and he spoke about something called margins. So what are margins? So we have a piece of paper, right? And we have, you know, lines, vertical lines on the left and right and top on the bottom. We have these lines. So let's say we're in school and we're writing an essay. Are we supposed to write past the margins? No, we're supposed to stay in the margins, even though sometimes we inadvertently write outside the margins. But ultimately, we're supposed to remain in our margins. We as humans, as beings with body, soul, and spirit, we have our own margins. And sometimes we do operate outside our margins, outside our threshold, our boundaries, where our peace is in jeopardy when we operate outside of our margins. But when we operate outside our margins all the time, it's detrimental to our health. Shabbat is coming back into our margins. And if we do not give our souls Shabbat rest, it can affect our bodily health. Because we know, even science knows, there's a connection between ailments we have And our countenance, the state of our souls, migraines, even science knows, can be caused by stress. So you could take your medicine, your migraine medicine, and I'm not saying don't take it. Take whatever the doctor is prescribing you for your migraines. But the root of it can very well be a soul that is anxious and stressed all the time. In Yeshua's name, return from it. Come out of it. Also in the word Shabbat is the word Shuv, which means to return. So return. So returning is also a part of Shabbat. So we go out. Six days we labor. We have to do it. But the seventh day is Shabbat. We return. Six days we labor. The seventh day we return. And again, we lose sight of this. Because we think Shabbat is just coming to services between 11 a.m. and 2 p.m. on a Saturday. We come here, we celebrate. Yay, we're not pagan. But the real root of it is rest. Rest for our bodies, 
rest for our souls. Amen. I knew a guy. I, I knew a guy. I was friends with this guy. And you could tell he admitted it. He fed on rage. Like, it was almost like food for him. It kept him going during the day. It was like he wanted to be aggravated. Like, aggravation was his fuel. So, all right, whatever it is, you know? I mean, he was somebody, you know, he was a friend of mine for a time. All of a sudden, we were working together, and we had the ability to donate blood. So I donated some blood, and he told me that he is not allowed to donate blood. Well, why aren't you allowed to donate blood? Because my blood is too hot. It's, it's actually at too high a temperature where I am not allowed to donate blood. And I'm like, do you understand what's even happening here? I mean, the aggravation that your soul is constantly in is having an effect on your physical body. You are literally hot-blooded. Literally. Hot-blooded. <laughs> oh, you guys are crazy. Hot-blooded. All right, we digress. So, take a Shabbat for your soul. If you are in a place, and you know, sometimes we can't avoid it. Sometimes we're in an environment that's stressful. Let's say, I don't know, you're a stockbroker in Wall Street, which is supposed to be very high stress. Sometimes our jobs, our families, just life puts us into a heightened state of stress. Sometimes we just can't avoid it. But God wants us to shuva, return. Shuva Yisrael, return, O Israel. Come out of it and allow your souls to experience Shabbat rest. It's your portion. It is your gift from God. I believe that Shabbat is the differentiating factor between the kingdom of Egypt and the kingdom of heaven. What makes them different? I guess a lot of things, but most notably Shabbat. Because Egypt, the system of the world, will want to work you all day long. God has given us a gift, and it's hard for us because we're productive Americans. So slow down. Enjoy your rest. Our bodies need it. Our souls need it. And our spirits need it. Some people think that the soul and the spirit are the same thing, but they cannot be the same thing because Paul said the word of God cuts between soul and spirit. So they are different. The soul, like we said, is what makes up your essence, your personality. It could be rejoicing. It could be downcast. But your spirit is what connects with the Lord's spirit, the Holy Spirit, the Ruach. And the world wants to keep us from connecting with God. It wants to keep us connected with it. It's for us to engage with it. Worldly things. In Yeshua's name, take your Shabbat to connect with the Lord for your spirit. However you personally connect with the Lord. I mean, we know it's prayer. I don't need to tell you. We pray. We talk to him. We, 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 we confide in God. We praise him. We worship him. We, we repent. 
We repent. That's connecting with God. Repenting. Like I said, the word repenting is shuv. It's the same word as returning. Shuv. That's why in scripture, in Tanakh, when it says Israel, if you only repent and return from your ways, it's actually the same word. Shuv. It's the same word. Repent and return. And that's part of Shabbat. That word is embedded within the word Shabbat. So repent. If there's something you need to repent of, repent of it and connect with God that way. I mean, repenting is, is one thing. We, repenting is like saying, I'm sorry. But then to return is to turn the other way, to make a 180 degree turn. That's renouncing, really renouncing what you're repenting of. And in speaking that to God, you're connecting with God and our spirits need it. Remember, Yeshua himself went away from the people. Did he not to be with his father? It says in multiple places and the people were going for him. Ministry does not have to be 24 by 7. Give yourself the time to get away. Even when people are knocking on your door. I need help. I need help. This is what happened with Yeshua. Everybody was looking for him, but he went to be alone with God. And then he came out of it and he ministered to the people. So even the Messiah himself enjoyed his time alone In multiple places, it says he left the crowds and went to a private place to be alone with God. Moses left the hundreds of thousands to be alone with God at the tabernacle to connect with God so his spirit can be connected with God's spirit and he can communicate with God away from the people. Joshua did it even longer. Moses left and Joshua stayed even longer to connect with God. So in Yeshua's name, give yourself the time to connect with God. The world wants to take that blessing away from you. Shabbat, Sabbath rest for your bodies, for your souls, for your spirits. I share this with you this day so you may be in health. In Yeshua's name, amen.